The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Deacon Mark Campbell. Mark Amadeo. Ooh, yeah! And Deacon Tony Valdez. Well, good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. I am John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. It's Monday. We've got a great one in store for you today. Uh, Eric Sammons coming up at 7.15 today. We're going to learn about the Jesse tree. So Advent just around the corner. No better time to talk about it than now. We'll have that for you about 7.15. Joe Stopulis, host of Man Ups, going to preview his 9 o'clock show this morning. 7.45, it's all on angels. Michael Litchens is going to be back on the show, former editor of Catholic Exchange, which I used to really like. Uh, I've kind of gotten away from reading it uh, for well, probably the last year, but uh, he's got a book out called Encounters with Angels today. So, you know, all things angels. The first thing I'm going to do, we, we've got to define what an angel is, right? And I'm sure he's going to go to Thomas here. We're going to talk about the classes of angels as well. So there's nine choirs, if you will, of angels. So what are they and why do those actually matter? And then the role of that angels play in our lives, uh, in our death, all of that for you coming up 745 today. So I'm going to try to save some really good time for that because I think it's just a topic that people are really interested in. I know I always have been, so we'll have that again later on in the show. All right, Deacon Mark Campbell in this morning with our morning prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we offer you our prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, for the salvation of souls, the reparation of sins, the reunion of all Christians, and in particular, with the intentions of our Holy Father this month. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Campbell with your news. Good news story of the day. Thank you, John. Well, this is a story that uh, some people might be familiar with, but there's a, a new chapter in, in the story of an Arizona woman who shared her Thanksgiving table seven years ago with a stranger she accidentally texted while uh, being, and she will be opening up her, going, her home again this year to two new strangers. Wanda Dench is te- teaming up with Airbnb to expand the festivities. The company said it will make a donation to the relief organization Feeding America. Now, Dench's tradition began in 2016 with a mistaken text that she sent to then a, a teen, Jamal Hinton. She was trying to invite her grandson, but didn't realize that he had changed his phone number. Hinton jokingly replied that he would like to come and, and spend Thanksgiving with Dench. And she said, well, he was more than welcome. And so he showed up and they forged a relationship that he'll still hold strong to this day. Hinton had tweeted screenshots of their initial exchange and subsequent meeting. Since then, they're continuing their joint celebration has turned into a tradition that social media users have come to expect every Thanksgiving. Dench has been dubbed the Thanksgiving grandma on the internet. Now, Airbnb guests can sign up for the chance to eat a catered early holiday dinner, uh, which actually took place this uh, last weekend with Dench and Hinton. They will also get an overnight stay, or they did have an overnight stay at Dench's new home in the north central Arizona city of Prescott Valley. The menu included classics such as turkey mashed potatoes, along with Dench's Costco pumpkin pie, <laughs> her favorite. And the entertainment included taking selfies, watching movies, and playing board games. The booking charge uh, on Airbnb to sign up for the dinner was just a mere $16, but travel expenses were on your own. They said they hope that this inspires others to similarly op- be open to new friendships. Meanwhile, a movie about the unlikely friendship between Dench and Hinton is possibly in the works, according to the Arizona Republic. 
So it's, uh, I thought, with Thanksgiving week, a very uh, fun story to uh, to share with our listeners. What do you got planned for Thanksgiving, John? Oh, just the normal. You know, go to my aunt's, or or they come to my mom's. Okay. Got to go back and forth there. Uh, but then we go over to my sister-in-law's first. So uh, we'll go over there for about an hour, hour and a half, throw the football around. You know, it's just pretty relaxing. You, you don't have to travel at we all? We see for... both sides. No. Yeah. No, 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 we don't. We never, never really have had to travel right. for... Uh, you know, her a lot of her family will uh, do live in Salt Lake City, St. George, Utah, mm-hmm. all that. But uh, any yeah. of them ever make it back to uh, the Midwest for for Thanksgiving to celebrate? No, or? yeah, no. We uh, we normally go there. We're planning our trip actually next year there. Well, we're fortunate, which is, uh, fortunate too. We don't have to. Uh, we don't have to do any traveling for Thanksgiving. It's uh, it, usually on on my uh, wife's side. It rotates between a, a few of her sisters. Uh, the different holidays. So this one is up near uh, Alleman. I think. Uh, well, actually, it's more out more towards. Um, uh, Elkhart is where we'll, we'll be on what's, Thursday. What's the most overrated <laughs> food? Thanksgiving food. Uh, overrated food. Um, and I. What's I, overrated? I like people talk about it, they love it, but it's just not that great for you. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think sometimes it depends on how the turkey's prepared. It, That's very it, true. You know, it, it, you can ruin a turkey pretty easily. You can, but you know, my my family on both sides loaded with the great cooks. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I don't uh, get so hung up on the food because it's all about the uh, for me the uh, there's there's just a feeling that comes. Along. I mean, the food's kind of secondary. I feel like it's called just, sickness after you eat. <laughs> just getting together with our families. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, and then no, actually going to get together with my, my side of the family over at my sister Julia's on, um, on Saturday. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to break it up a little bit. Mashed potatoes are the most overrated Thanksgiving oh, no. Day food of all time. No, all again, time. It's, it's, it's all about how you dress them up, John. I mean, you got to throw I don't, some, I don't like potatoes as it is. So it's I, throw I like a little a good butter French in fry, there. That's it, but no. A little chive. Nope, it's overrated. You know, mashed potatoes. Any potatoes. Oh, Some garlic mashed cool. potatoes. I, I'm. I know I'm weird. I know that, I'm weird. So um, the way my wife sometimes makes it is is that she doesn't like puree them up to where they're like pure. Mush. Oh, that's the worst when they're when they're chunky. She, oh no, I love the oh, chunks. No, that's, come on, that's John. Even worse. I've had a bite of those before, and that that uh, was right. the well, first and last bite I've ever had in my life. Well, sorry, Maria. But let's let's go to Mark Amadeo Sports. In sports on your Monday morning, the Iowa High School State Football Championships continued on Friday from the Unidome in Cedar Falls with three championship games. In Class 2A, your state champion is Van Meter. The number two seed Van Meter Bulldogs capped off an undefeated season at 13-0 as they defeated number one seed Central Lion of Rock Rapids by the score of 24-21. In Class 3A, Williamsburg is your state champion as they defeated Bishop Heelan Catholic from Sioux City by the score of 20 to nothing. And in Class 5A, the battle of Central Iowa teams, it was number one seed Southeast Polk capping off an undefeated season at 13-0 as the Rams won their third straight title, defeating seven-seeded Ankeny by the score of 49-21 at the Unidome in Cedar Falls on Friday night. College football on Saturday in the Big Ten. Number 16, Iowa defeated Illinois 15-13. The Hawkeyes capture the Big Ten West with the victory. They're now 9-2 on the season. In the ACC, it was number 19, Notre Dame, defeating Wake Forest 45-7 at Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend, Indiana. The Irish now with a record of 8-3. And on Saturday night in the Big 12, it was number 7, Texas, running their record to 10-1. 
as they defeated the Iowa State Cyclones 26-16 at Jack Trice Stadium in Ames. Yesterday, women's college basketball was the number two Iowa Hawkeyes defeating Drake by the score of 113-90 at Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. The Hawkeyes are now 4-1 on the season, while the Drake women fall to 3-1. Yesterday's National Football League scoreboard, it was week number 11 in the NFL. Here's how some of the Midwest teams fared. In Green Bay, the Packers defeated the Los Angeles Chargers by the score of 23-20. Green Bay now with a record of 4-6 on the year. And in Detroit, the first-place Lions defeating the Chicago Bears 31-26. The Bears' record falls to 3-8, and and Detroit now 8-2 on the season. And the late game last night in Denver, the Denver Broncos even their record at 5-5 as they defeated the Minnesota Vikings by the score of 21-20. The Vikings record now falls to 6-5. and five. And with your Monday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And I just got a text message on the overrated food, John, yeah. for cranberry sauce. Oh, yeah, that's that's up there. And, and, yeah, I was going to when I saw that, I'm like, yes, cranberry sauce yeah. is generally forgettable. Yeah. But uh, it's almost on every single table. Looking ahead to our weather today, uh, chance of rain, cloudy, a little bit breezy today. With a high near, to, what does it say, 48 degrees today, overnight cloudy. Uh, also a chance of rain. Uh, looking at a low around 36 degrees tomorrow, sunny, breezy, and a high of 46. Looking ahead to your uh, Thanksgiving Day forecast, John, for throwing the football around out in the front yard. going to be mostly sunny and a high near 43. Uh, today's weather is brought to you by the dinner in December, John, and that's coming up here uh, very soon. Yep. December 8th, we'll have Dr. David Anders in uh, here giving us a keynote, but we've got a lot of things planned for that night, so we hope that you can join us. Uh, currently around the Iowa Catholic Radio listening area, Des Moines is you can see a little bit of light rain, 44 degrees. Marshalltown, light rain in 41. And Creston, a uh, chance of rain, but cl- cloudy currently at 42 degrees. Our Iowa Catholic Radio Network community of the day is going to be Vinton, Iowa, and we'll have a little bit more information on Vinton coming up in the next half hour. Uh, but they're seeing a little bit of light rain and 41 degrees. Uh, touching on big events coming up, there was a big one on Saturday night, John, at the uh, uh, downtown event center. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Maggie DeWitty, executive director of Pulse Life. It was just a, a fantastic event, uh, but ran into so many of I, our Iowa Catholic Radio supporters there. And it's, it was just a, a really great night to always uh, hear good things. Yeah. Yeah. It was, good. it was, uh, um, yeah, it was just, just really fun to, to see the, the energy and the excitement around some of the progress made in, in the, the pro-life movement, as well as what maybe lies ahead. I mean, that's one of the things that, as Iowa Catholic Radio, we are fortunate and, and proud to be a part of is uh, being a voice uh, for the work that, that Pulse Life and, and all those who provide uh, services to, uh, uh, to people who find themselves in crisis pregnancy situations or um, uh, you know situations that they may not have planned on but uh, we're, we're there to be a voice for them. And then also, real quick, another shout-out to St. Joseph's. We were broadcasting live from there, and I, I wanted to mention this because a, a, a young girl who goes to Holy Family School saw her at church on, uh, uh, on Sunday, yesterday, and she asked me when we were coming to her school mm. so she could be on the radio. Nice. Well, there you go. So we'll work on it. Maybe so. that'll be next. Yeah, maybe. Cool, 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 cool. Pope Francis of the Angelus on Sunday saying that there are two ways to look two different ways to approach God. One is based on fear, not holy fear we're talking about here, but uh, uh, fear is that I'm scared of you. 
or the other is on trust. He says, and really, there's, they're, they're at a crossroads, and, and we have to make a decision in our own lives how we are going to see God. Again, to see him through this lens of fear. Again, I'm scared. I don't, um, uh, I, you know, it's kind of just like, just kind of always tiptoeing around, right? There's just, he's just waiting to, to ruin my life. He's just waiting to, to, to hurt me. He doesn't want what's best for me. You know, this whole idea or on trust. And when you boil faith down, it's just all about trust. I mean, that's really at bare bones what it is. It's, it's your will for my life, not my will. You know, we, um, we at Iowa Catholic Radio were tasked with uh, reading a book called Why They Follow. Uh, and I, I have just been mesmerized by this book. Um, I've got like four pages to go. I, I, I obeyed. Four pages. Four pages to go. <laughs> how, 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 how do you stop with four pages left in a book? It was it was last night and the Vikings game started. Oh, True well, story. all right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly it, actually. So I put the book down. Um, but the book has just been awesome. I mean, I, I love it. I, I'm, I'm going to go back and read it again. It's been very good. But it starts there, right, with this idea um, of, of trust. And, and this is actually, it's the number one way in which uh, evangelization happens according to sherry waddell um and you read you remember forming intentional right. disciples yep. that was just a, a an amazing book it still speaks to my heart but she has different kind of stages uh that one will will one will uh you know have when we go out and we evangelize um to be able to change hearts and the first the first stage she says is that of trust is if this if they don't trust you it's going to fall on deaf ears every time, right? That, that evangelization and, and kind of apostolic fervor uh, means we go out and we establish or we evangelize, uh, but we do so from a place of trust. Um, and as many of us know, trust isn't something that you earn from someone overnight. It can be broken overnight right. easily, right? Uh, it, it, but, but, but it takes a while to establish. So, I, I thought this was just kind of an interesting uh, way to look at things this morning. It, it's just all around trust, right? Our trust in God, people's trust in us. You know, the, the, the Pope is kind of linking all of this for us here and says this is, this is the way forward. So, how are we going to do it? Well, Pope gives us some, some ways, some tips to be able to do so, but he also says be fearful of the roadblocks, number one. Uh, by the way, be fearful, he says, not of God, but of making the wrong decisions, right? And I think there's a little holy fear in that, right? We want to make the best decision in our life. Uh, be fearful of of uh, kind of paralysis, spiritual paralysis, uh, where you just kind of sit empty or idle, right? Or you sit on the fence too, so long, as scripture says, the iron starts to kind of rot your soul, right? Make a decision in courage, he says. Act freely in that, creatively, generating new wealth, not the wealth of the world, but the wealth that God gives to us. That comes from the first part, as we said, of trust. Establishing a climate of trust uh, in the church and also in our relationship with God as a starting point. So just a little reflection on trust. I like it. Yeah, I think it's good. 
Coming up right after this, Eric Sammons with the Jesse Tree. We're going to have that for you uh, as we are approaching uh, Advent. In the second half hour, make sure to stay tuned. We're going to talk all things angels here on the Catholic Morning Show. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular seasonal and limited-release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, offering insurance for auto, home, life, business, and more. It's your future. Let's protect it. Learn more at cindyschulte.com. Iowa Catholic Radio thanks Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte for her support. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, join S-E-R-R-A.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Laser Home Services. Catholic-owned and operated, Laser Home Services has been providing Central Iowa with electric, plumbing, heating, and cooling services since 2001. Learn more at laserhomeservices.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. Second half hour, we're going to talk all things angels today. So the choirs of angels. What role do angels play in our life? What role do they play in our death? All things angels, second half hour. Make sure to stick around. Lots of questions and interest around it. I got a couple questions that have come in from our listeners. So uh, here we go. All right, let's go to our next guest, author of seven books, former director of evangelization of the Diocese of Venice in Florida. Hi, Eric. Hey, John. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Eric Sammons uh, back on the show. I, this is uh, always an interesting one. I do an interview every year on the Jesse Tree, and uh, you, you authored a book on the Jesse Tree. Who better to come on, then, to talk to about the Jesse Tree than you and your wife? Uh, but it's just you today. Um, let's talk about it. First and foremost, what is it? So the Jesse Tree is an Advent devotional that dates back all the way to the Middle Ages. It's something I had never heard of growing up, but my wife's family practiced it growing up. And so when we got married, she introduced it to our family, and I just loved it. And essentially what it is, it's going back in the family tree of Jesus throughout Advent so that basically Advent becomes a time that you walk through salvation history, the Old Testament salvation history particularly, leading to the coming of Jesus Christ. So it's a perfect Advent devotion, because really Advent is like uh, a shortened Old Testament where we're trying to get—we're like the Old Testament Jews. We're trying to get ready for the coming of the Messiah. And so that's what the Jesse Tree is allowing us to do. 
Now, you say pre- preparation here for the preparation of the coming of the Messiah. Um, a lot of times, Eric, that can fall on deaf ears, uh, especially with yours truly here, because you like the feeling of Christmas and you want that to last longer than the preparation stuff that the church gives us, you know. Well, we can't. Yeah, it's funny because I, you know, I grew up a uh, Protestant, and we didn't really do an Advent. Yeah, we just did Christmas starting right after uh, Thanksgiving, and so it, it really is something that you have to get an adjustment because most of society, most of our culture, really starts Christmas. In fact, I would just say I have a family member who started putting up Christmas decorations this weekend. Oh yeah, no judgment here, but yep. <laughs> but. But the point is, though, I think as Catholics, what we really want to do, though, is we want to take that Advent season as a time to prepare our hearts for the coming of the Lord so that the actual Christmas season, which starts on Christmas Day, that season could, can, we can really rejoice, really be, uh, uh, ha- um, celebrate the coming. I, I, it, and it's a very Catholic thing. We always have preparation times before celebration. So, for example, Lent obviously prepares us for Easter. Likewise, Advent prepares us for Christmas. Even in the old, in the old days, they would have vigils before every Apostle's Feast Day, a one-day vigil, just this attitude of, okay, prepare yourself, be a little more penitential, because the, the, the big celebration's coming. And so that's what the Jesse Tree is trying to do, is help us really make Advent Advent again, not like a, a, a Christmas light. So can you walk us through kind of an example of what that looks like with the Jesse Tree? Sure. So every day, uh, the, the nice thing about Jesse Tree is it also has, a, it's a perfect thing for families because it includes, what you do is you have a little tree with ornaments. Not the Christmas tree, but this is your Jesse Tree. And each ornament has a symbol of, the, of whatever it is we're talking about that day. So for example, it might be an ark for Noah or a star for Abraham or a ram for Isaac or a ladder for Jacob. And so you take that, that one symbol, and then you, and basically you reflect on that. And that's what our book does. It reflects on, it does a, a scripture reading, and it reflects on what does that mean? What is it, what, what is, how does Abraham, for example, him looking up at the stars of heaven and seeing you know, his children and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren would be as many as the stars of heaven, and what does that mean? Because it really is not fulfilled in, in Abraham's genetic uh, progeny, but really it is fulfilled in Jesus Christ and all the children of that we are now children of Abraham as followers of Jesus Christ. So it, it takes that, that symbol, the star, for example, for Abraham, does a reading, you do a reading from the book of Genesis about it, then you reflect on it, and, and that's a way that that day you can kind of be thinking of, okay, let's, let's center ourselves on how did Abraham this day, or how did David or mm. Moses, whoever, how does that person prepare us for the coming of Jesus. This is such a great way to learn about the faith as well, friends. So, I mean, of course, prayer uh, and preparation, this is this, that's always the goal. But to learn about the faith as well, and some of these rich symbols that, that we see in the in sacred scripture that we just don't always think about or know about, um, it can be a really good way to do that too. So this book, how is it structured uh, to walk people through? Because I, I, I bet there's people listening right now say, I want to do that, all right? I've been looking for something like this. How, how does the book kind of lay this out? So what the book does is every day of Advent, there's a, a one-day, uh, medit- there's a scripture reading, there is a reflection, there's a prayer, and then there's also a little dig deeper. The reason we did that is because we, we, we kind of perceive that, that families really want to do this. So the dig deeper is for the older, maybe the teenagers, the adults, and then the reflection 
is good for family time. So the, 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 maybe the dad with the kid and, and, the, and the mom with the kids will read through it. They get a, one of the kids. My kids every year usually fight over <laughs> uh, who puts the ornament on the on the on the Jesse right. tree. And they're getting older, so they don't do that as much yeah, anymore. Yeah, when yeah. they're little, there'd be some you know fights over that. <laughs> and we we have it all laid out, so every day it has it. Now, one thing to note, and I I admit I'm a little proud about this this part of it because I thought of this one was that every year Advent's a different length because it can be basically just a little over four, almost five weeks, depending on when Christmas falls that sure. year. Yeah. And so we have a chart at the beginning that tells you exactly what day, depending on what day Advent starts this year, and I, I can't remember what day it is, I think it's the 26th, and so there'll be a, in the, the chart of, okay, if Advent starts on this day, then what, what days do you do each of the different devotions? So it's very easy, like, nice. okay, it's December 10th, we're doing this one this day, yeah. and you just go through it. It, it takes like maybe five to ten minutes. Well, I'm going to get the book. For each family, I'm going to get the book. I, 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 we, we've never done this like full on. Ever done this in, in my household? This would be really, really good uh, this year, at least for my family. So you, you hear all about it, friends. Where could people go actually get the book, Eric? Go to sophiainstitute.com. It's still by Sophia Institute uh, Press. They also have ornaments that you can buy as well that match nice. with the book. So you can have the whole the whole package. You'd have to make a little tree or, or do something like that to put the put the ornaments on. But the ornaments and the book can both be bought at Sophia Institute. You can also go to Divine Treasures locally here. If they don't have it, they will make sure to order it for you. The Jesse Tree and Advent Devotion, Eric Sammons. Thanks for coming on, brother. God bless your work. Thanks so much for having me. All right. That's Eric Sammons, everyone. Yeah, be a lot of fun to do with a family, even if you got older kids. Uh, even if it's just you and your husband. Again, just you know, interesting, different ways to incorporate the spiritual life in Advent. I'm all for it. Second half hour here, Encounters with Angels, the Invisible Companions of Our Spiritual Life. Um, we are going to be talking about all things angels today with Michael Lichens. And uh, this is an interesting topic I found with a lot of people. So everything from what is an actual angel to the nine choirs of angels to what relevance they play in my life and in my death. All that coming up second half hour. Make sure not to miss it. John Lee Nutty here on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go right now to your daily gospel and reflection. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging, and hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He shouted, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. The people walking in front of him rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, Son of David, have pity on me. Then Jesus stopped and ordered that he be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He replied, Lord, please let me see. Jesus told him, Have sight. Your faith has saved you. He immediately received his sight and followed him, giving glory to God. When they saw this, all the people gave praise to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. The blind man on the side of the road in today's gospel is exercising his desire, his desire to not only see physically, but also to see Jesus, to see the one who has healed him. Jesus, of course, knows what this blind man wants, and he knows what all of us wants before we even ask him. And yet he wants us to grow in our desire for him, to grow in our desire for what truly matters, 
which is his eternal kingdom and the goods that the Lord gives, namely grace. So let us increase our desire, ask for an increase of longing and desire for the Lord so that we may be filled with an even greater capacity for his love and grace. May God bless you and let us continue praying for each other. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Laser Home Services. Catholic-owned and operated, Laser Home Services has been providing Central Iowa with electric, plumbing, heating, and cooling services since 2001. Learn more at laserhomeservices.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from CTO. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. You know, we had our all-team EOS meeting, um, and a big thank you to a donor to the radio station, Mark Stanley, who runs those for us. Incredible implementer. And uh, we were all there, kind of the leadership team here for Iowa Catholic Radio, and our newest addition, Brady, behind that glass window pane, I see his smiling face every morning, and uh, he is such a right fit person. It went around the room. I mean, there were three or four shout outs for Brady, weren't there? Yep. He got uh, he got a lot of uh, uh, praise for uh, how he's fit right into the team and the culture. For, yep. You know, he's just been so good for it. So we, we, uh, we love you, Brady. You're doing a great job back there. All right. Deacon Mark Campbell, let's pray this morning, our morning offering prayer, and continue to pray for those souls of the faithfully departed this November. That's right. Uh, still get uh, still getting names submitted. We have, still have time left here in November. If you uh, lo- would like us to pray for uh, your loved ones, we are, we are grateful to be united with you in prayer. So today we pray for Winifred Tooney, Sarah Sundquist, Roger Prusha, Ray Stevermer, Carl Heinrich, Peggy Haller. Haller. I'm gonna, some of these names, give me folks, we'll do the best we can. But, and then Sergey Neubauer. Into your hands, O Lord, we humbly entrust our brothers and sisters in this life. You embrace them with your tender love. Deliver them now from every evil and bid them eternal rest. The old order has passed away. Welcome them into paradise, where there will be no sorrow, no weeping or pain, but a fullness of peace and joy with your Son and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. And for all those who mourn, may the love of God and the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ bless and console us and gently wipe away every tear from our eyes In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's talk this morning about our community highlight. Well, that's right, John. We mentioned in the first half hour weather, our Iowa Catholic Radio Network community of the day is Benton, a river community located halfway between Waterloo and Cedar Rapids. How do you spell it? Uh, Benton, V-I-N-T-O-N. O-N. It's uh, located in Benton County, which is up in the Archdiocese of Dubuque. It is the home of St. Mary Catholic Church, which is a part of uh, the Heart of Mary Cluster, along with St. Mary in Urbana and Sacred Heart in Walker. 
led by Father Jim Brokman. Mm. He is the pastor there and assisted by Deacon Steve Ford. Now, the Iowa Braille and Sight Saving School was a state-operated school for the blind located in Vinton. Hosted, uh, it hosted the school and continued as a host until the uh, state agency replaced it in 2020. Students from all over Iowa were housed and educated at the school, and during its existence, students in special education were entitled to educational programming until the age of 21. Students could attend the school for short-term enrollment for specialized skill development and training. Students attended classes that met individual educational needs. The school opened in 1852 as the Iowa College for the Blind, and Mary Ingalls, sister of Laura Ingalls Wilder, author of the Little House on the Prairie series, attended the school, and she graduated in 1889, and her stay there was typical for blind students of that era. Mm. As of fall of 2011, the school no longer had a residential component. Instead, all school-age, visually impaired children in Iowa received specialized instruction in their local school districts from professionals employed by the agency, whose administrative offices were located in the old school building in Vinton. There you so go. Shout a, out to Vinton. That's right. Is, is your family a uh, little house on the prairie? Uh, yes, grown up. Yeah. Oh, mom was a big one. She loved that that show. So yeah. I, 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 not so much for me. What about the books? You know, no, you, no, no, no. It was the show. My older sister was. Uh, that's one thing. I, you know, I think my older sister. She she was uh, uh, devoted to those books. But my daughter also embraced uh, our daughter Lily and embraced the Little House on the Prairie. I don't know too. much about it. I'm sorry. That's all right. But it's you know I know it's wholesome, right? Yeah. But, yep. That's uh, in <laughs> fact in, in our house the uh, some from some of the TV shows. There's some some quotes that still get uh, oh really get thrown around from okay. uh, from from certain episodes. Sure. Uh, in fact, there's a, a cute one where and I don't remember the characters, but uh, uh, I think it was Laura's older sister Mary, if I remember correctly. Uh, she had uh, you know kissed a boy on the cheek, and uh, or no maybe. It doesn't matter, but to just remember the uh, reaction from Laura was yucky. Oh, so that, that, that's uh, yeah. And when, when we, I mean, anytime something uh, the proper unpleasant reaction. is talked about, <laughs> yucky is the, uh, is the response. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with our scoreboard update. In sports on your Monday morning, the Iowa High School State Football Championships continued on Friday from the Unidome in Cedar Falls with three championship games. In Class 2A, your state champion is Van Meter. The number two seed Van Meter Bulldogs capped off an undefeated season at 13-0 as they defeated number one seed Central Lion of Rock Rapids by the score of 24-21. In Class 3A, Williamsburg is your state champion as they defeated Bishop Heelan Catholic from Sioux City by the score of 20 to nothing. And in Class 5A, the Battle of Central Iowa teams it was number one seed Southeast Polk capping off an undefeated season at 13-0 as the Rams won their third straight title, defeating seven-seeded Ankeny by the score of 49-21 at the Unidome in Cedar Falls on Friday night. College football on Saturday in the Big Ten. Number 16 Iowa defeated Illinois 15-13. The Hawkeyes capture the Big Ten West with the victory. They're now 9-2 on the season. In the ACC, it was number 19 Notre Dame defeating Wake Forest 45-7 at Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend, Indiana. The Irish now with a record of 8-3. And on Saturday night in the Big 12, it was number 7 Texas running their record to 10-1 as they defeated the Iowa State Cyclones 26-16 at Jack Trice Stadium in Ames. 
Yesterday, women's college basketball was the number two Iowa Hawkeyes defeating Drake by the score of 113-90 at Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. The Hawkeyes are now 4-1 on the season, while the Drake women fall to 3-1. Yesterday's National Football League scoreboard, it was week number 11 in the NFL. Here's how some of the Midwest teams fared. In Green Bay, the Packers defeated the Los Angeles Chargers by the score of 23-20. Green Bay now with a record of 4-6 on the year. And in Detroit, the first-place Lions defeating the Chicago Bears 31-26. The Bears' record falls to 3-8, and and Detroit now 8-2 on the season. And the late game last night in Denver, the Denver Broncos even their record at 5-5 five five as they defeated the Minnesota Vikings by the score of 21-20. The Vikings record now falls to 6-5. and five. And with your Monday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And uh, shocked by that, that ending of the Vikings game yes, last night. Yes, was not fun. You know, talk about that? Do we need to? Fun. No, no, it's, All right. they lost. <laughs> so that's it. Your weather today, a uh, chance of rain, cloudy with a high near 48 overnight, uh, mostly cloudy. Continued chances of rain, a low around 36 Tomorrow, Tuesday, will be mostly cloudy, then some gradual clearing, breezy, and a high near 46 degrees. John, as we uh, mentioned earlier, we've uh, got the Iowa Catholic Radio dinner coming up, dinner in December. That is our uh, forecast sponsor of the day. But as we look around the Iowa Catholic Radio listening area, Ames, light rain and 41 degrees. Perry, cloudy and 42. Winterset, uh, going to see some rain moving through at 43 degrees right now. And Vinton is uh, seeing some light rain in 40 two degrees all right thank you deacon mark let's go to your saint of the day this is your saint of the day on iowa catholic radio one of her titles is the missionary of the american frontier today we celebrate saint rose philippine duchesne was born in france to the family of a successful businessman her father made sure she got a proper education from the visitation nuns near where they lived So it was no surprise when Rose decided to join the visitation order later on. She was prevented from making her final profession, however, because of the onset of the French Revolution. She returned home when the convents were forcibly closed. During the Revolution, she cared for the sick and the poor, helped fugitive priests, visited prisons, and taught children. After the Revolution, she tried to reorganize the visitation community, but was unsuccessful. So she offered the empty convent to the Society of the Sacred Heart and entered the Sacred Heart Order herself. Across the ocean, the Bishop of New Orleans, in charge of the vast Louisiana Territory, begged for sisters to come to the New World and help the mission of bringing Christianity to the American frontier. Rose responded along with four of her sisters. They were sent to St. Charles, Missouri, where the sisters opened a school. Then the bishop continued to send them around the Missouri Territory, opening schools and orphanages and even another convent. When she was 72 years old, she founded a mission school for Indian girls in Kansas and spent much of her time there nursing the sick. When she was canonized in 1988, the faithful learned she had been given a name in her area. It was translated to Woman Who Always Prays. We ask today, St. Rose Philippine Duchon, to pray for us. Amen. That's a fantastic story. Let's go to Joe Stopulus, host of Man Up this morning. Hello, sir. Hello, Ms. Leonetti. Good morning to you. What do we got coming up on your 9 o'clock show? Man Up. Big, 
Big show today, John. Oh, is this big, with me? This is a big yeah. one. Yeah. There we if, go. If listen, the last couple of weeks we've launched the Heroic Fatherhood series with John Bishop, and you know, I would encourage you to go listen to those. Those episodes, just they were awesome. He's so full of knowledge and really set the stage for why we need this series. All right? And so now, over the next couple of months, it's going to be just me interviewing some great minds in the church. I'm not wasting any time, John. No. Not wasting time. Cardinal. Oh, I thought it was <laughs> me. Go. Oh, no, no, no. Way better. Cardinal <laughs> Timothy Dolan. Uh. Yeah, just I, I'm really excited about this. You know, I, I've tried so for a great. while. We have a mutual, a mutual friend who actually I'll see this weekend, Father Bob Busher and Davenport, and you know, he, he's he was uh, you know gracious enough to join me on the don't, show today. Don't, don't play down your your friendship with a cardinal now. Come on, <laughs> don't don't play that down. There's no middleman here. Now you are just now you're just texting cardinals of the church. Look at what's happened to you. Look at not what true. has happened to you over the years. Not not you're not sitting true. there oh, bringing bad. on cardinals. To, to, the, to the show, it is the highest ranking official I've ever had in the church in the show. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, um, meanwhile, I got Deacon Mark Campbell sitting here. All right, I ain't got no Cardinals. I got Deacons. Listen, he's a, if you're going to have a Deacon, though, it's a good one. It That's better be one. Deacon Mark. That's, That's right. One. That's right. So no, I'm pumped. As you know, he's just so he's just so bright. He's, he's so jovial in general, but also he's got this sharp wit about him that anyone who's ever listened to the guy just knows he's just a magnanimous personality. Yeah. Um, and I've been, I, again, ever since you came to Christ our life, like eight, nine years ago, whatever that was, I've, I've really wanted to have him on the show. And, well, here it is. You know, well, I, like, I, I, Joe, Deacon Mark jumping in here because I have a question. Because oh, when you, uh, one of my favorite moments of the last year is when you had Bishop Conley on your show. And, and when you addressed him, you, you, improper, yeah. you, 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 you improperly addressed him, and he was very quick to correct you, uh, which yeah. was, did, you didn't, did, is, what did he say? It, it, what did Joe say? I'm uh, interested. I, I, I think Joe called him. I, uh, I called him, I called him your eminence, and he said, stop that. <laughs> I go, what, are we, wait, what is it? He goes, uh, your excellency. Well, he goes, it would be excellency, but don't even call me that. Call me Bishop Conley. Uh, I, I, you both, called him your eminence. I, I just happened to be, because so we played, we, we had the original airing, and then we 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 did a replay oh, of that show, awesome. and I happened to hear it both times, yes. and I literally laughed out loud in in in, uh, in, in my car. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. People ask how much editing I do in the show. There's proof that it's zero. I'm glad. I'm glad you kept that. No, one that was in authentic there. and real. I just can't wait to. Uh, Hear how uh, Cardinal uh, Dillon corrects you today. Well, you can do that at yeah, 9 o'clock today, friends. Joe Stopius <laughs> with Cardinal Timothy Dillon. This is, hey, remember us, all right? Remember us big time. <laughs> we'll call this guy from now on. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Angels is what we're going to talk about when we come back, all right? The invisible companions of our spiritual life, encounters with angels, and just really learning about them, what role they play in our life, in our death. We're going to have Michael Lichens on when we come back. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Monday, November 20th. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. As we prepare to celebrate Thanksgiving this week, check out your copy of the Catholic Mirror to see who we're thankful for at the diocese. Teresa Smith of Catholic Charities and Sandy Reesberg of the Diocese are celebrating 45 years of service. We're grateful they choose to share their gifts and talents with us. Catholic Charities Centennial Trivia is a new, fun-filled holiday event on Saturday, December 2nd. Join us at the Catholic Pastoral Center for trivia fun and know that proceeds benefit Catholic Charities Emergency Family Shelter. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Life insurance can help protect your family. It's your future. Let's protect it. CindySchulte.com. Cindy's phone number is 515-226-2111. During November, we recall in a particular way those who have passed on from this life. You're invited to share the names of your deceased loved ones for a special time of prayer on the Catholic Morning Show. Call 515-223-1150 or email Deacon Mark at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Westgate Dental, offering cosmetic, family, implant, and general dentistry. Located at 1073rd Street, Suite 1 in West Des Moines, just behind Dowling Catholic High School. Learn more at westgatedentalia.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, construction professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bozen the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com. 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Let's talk angels this morning on the book Encounters with Angels. Michael Litchens is here. Hey, Michael. Hi, John. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for coming back, brother. Hey, tell me about the author of this book. Oh, Adia Homon. Uh, she is a fascinating individual. She's written, actually, dozens of books. This is uh, the first one we've translated into English, but she's written uh, mostly children's books. She's also the editor of Popon, which is a Catholic parenting magazine, hmm. and is herself a Catholic publisher in France. Angels are so fascinating, I think, to most of us, um, which is why I really like having uh, you on to talk about them. Let, let's just kind of start basic. What is an angel? <laughs> an angel, like, it's the literal name. It comes from the Hebrew for messenger. So their main job, at least as far as humans are concerned, is to carry on the messages of God. We see that especially in Tobit with Raphael, mm-hmm. an archangel in that case. And... Uh, when you get into it, there's, of course, more hierarchies, traditionally nine, and each one of them has a task that is ordained by God. Yeah, I like to think of it like every angel has a job, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, God just gives uh, angels jobs. So I think probably the most famous would be a guardian angel uh, for yeah. us to understand. And, and this is a dogma of the Church, right? I mean, the Church teaches that there was a crea- uh, an angel created specifically for you, specifically for me and every living person on the planet to be able to help get them to heaven. Um, but that, that would be kind of in the lower choirs of angels, right? Uh, can, you, can you talk to us a little bit about the higher choirs or some of the most powerful yeah. choirs of angels? So uh, when you get into the, uh, the upper ranks of angels, you, of course, have the seraphim and the cherubim, whose entire job is to pray at the very top is to praise God and to surround his throne. Then as you start going down, you have, of course, the more famous angels, the archangels, whose feast we celebrated not too long ago. And the archangel's job is, of course, to protect and to look over, and that can be done even over larger territories. Uh, We know that there was an archangel, for example, at Fatima, who identified himself as the angel of Portugal. Mm Mm-hmm and things like that, so whole countries can even have a guardian angel in a way. And then uh, within the lower ranks, of course, you mentioned guardian angels who are there to protect us, 
and also to pray for us, help us get into heaven any way they can. What role do angels play at the time of death? Or what do we know that, uh, I believe it's, is it Oni, the author, say? Oni Homa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What, uh, what, what, what would she say they, they play, or role they play in the time of death? Well, the, what they do is, it, that's kind of our last encounter with them as our guardian angels. Uh, but our guardian angel is there to, of course, pray and help us get into heaven. So their last role, really, depending on what happens to us, if we're able to, and we're, God deems us worthy to have heaven, their last role is to cheer us on, yeah. because their work is complete. Uh, at the time, uh, you know, when they fell, so we know there's a third of the angels that God created fell, and they fell out of pride, right? I'm better than this, or I'm, you know, seeing God's plan for salvation. It would happen mm-hmm. with his son that would come, it'd be born into his, his creation. He would die a brutal death. You know, it seems most of Catholic theology speculates that right there's the breaking point of why so many fell, because they they, they they were better than a god who would who would die such a brutal death like he did. Right? They were they were created higher and, and seeing God, I'll worship you up here, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go along with that. Led by <laughs> Lucifer, Lucifer was a a, a seraphim. Right, so he's mm-hmm. he's the he's the most powerful in the choir of the most powerful angels, which is why the devil does, uh, you know, uh, continue to remain as one of the most, as the most powerful entity of uh, evil that there is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, this is it, it's interesting, but they 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 can never be redeemed, and this is something that I know uh, is pointed out in the book here. The reason for that, can you talk through that a little bit? Absolutely. Uh, the reason for that is basically the difference between humans like us. We have to live in time. We're bound by it. We feel its effects. Right. And we're also, uh, any decision we make is always done in time. We all, therefore, are given the joy of being able to reverse our decision. We all know what it's like when we have to admit we made a bad decision and try to make a better one. Yep. Angels are not given that because their decisions are made in eternity in timelessness itself. So like you said, they had knowledge of salvation, they had knowledge of God's great works, they had knowledge of all time, but because of that, their decisions are now made eternal, and that decision to rebel against God, to decide I am greater than the plan of the Almighty, mm-hmm. is what did them in, and it's not one that can be reversed if it could, if they their pride could even let them reverse it. Yeah, yeah. So, so their 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 wills and their intellect, because they are pure spirits, right? They're not in a mm-hmm. kind of a fallen world like we are, but their wills and their intellect were created by God in perfection. So they they are have a perfected will, a perfected intellect, which essentially means that any decision that they make, they would never not make ever. Like the devil would never not make the decision that he made, Lucifer, uh, to fall. He doesn't even call himself Lucifer, I found out, uh, because it, it, that, that was his old name, his good name, right? An angel of light, mm-hmm. as he was, but now he is he is Satan. And the same thing with, with the other fallen angels. So, And the good angels, there would just never be a different decision that they would make. It's just so tough to enter into that mind space, <laughs> Michael, right? <laughs> Which is why I like angels so much, because they stretch us a little bit, right? Even philosophically, oh, yeah. they stretch us. 
Very much so, and they also, they challenge me at least to remember that God is an active participant in our lives, mm. and we see that through the work of the angels. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And, and, and why God, he creates families, right? This is a family, and, and in a family, I mean, it's just that you, you have the angels, that God is willed to be a part of the human family, uh, and and us to to share in the goodness of his creations as he does, um, you know, it's just so fascinating for me. Uh, people can get this book, and and at the end, get, give your final plea. What are they going to get out of this, Michael? Uh, they're going to get a lot of wonderful stories about the saints and their angels. They're my favorite, and like I said, they'll see through all these stories of the saints recalling their angels that God is an active participant in our lives. He didn't just create us and leave us alone. He's actively participating in whatever we do and ultimately wants us to join him. Now, I'm not a saint yet. I hope to be someday. Not in, yet. <laughs> in heaven with God. I do hope uh, more than anything. But I'm not yet. And I can, in my own spiritual life, I can point to two times that I believe that it is because of my guardian angel that I uh, was protected. Um, and oh, there were two moments that I asked my guardian angel immediately in danger for that protection in both reverse course. I, and that, that is just spoken from my heart. You can believe it or not believe it, friends, but that's, that's the, the truest of stories for me. They are active if we allow them into our life. Uh, but again, we have to allow them, have that relationship with them that God gives to us just to enrich the great love, to learn about God himself. The angels in their worship teach us so much about God, which again is just another layer of goodness that God gives to us. So Encounters with Angels, the Invisible Companions of Our Spiritual Life. And you can get the book where, Michael? You can get it at sophiainstitute.com or any one of your favorite bookstores, especially if you have a favorite Catholic bookstore, please yeah. afford them. Divine Treasures, if they don't have it, they will order it for you. Michael Litchens on the book, Encounters with Angels. God bless you, brother. God bless you, John. Thank yeah. you so much for having me again. Learn, learn, learn. That's what I. That's the mode I'm in. I, I just want to learn constantly, and uh, books like this are so good, uh, th at least for me, you know, to be able to learn and to be able to just deepen that devotional life into God's rich creation in the uncreated world as well. What a God we have. All right, Deacon Mark Campbell, you going to pray for us? Pray with you. With us? <laughs> all right, good. Let us pray. Father of all that is good, keep us faithful in serving you, for to serve you is our lasting joy. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Uh, remember, December 8th, Get Dinner. your tickets now. <laughs> That's right. Dinner in December. Go to iowacatholicradio.com, uh, purchase a table or individual tickets. Uh, it's going to be a great night, folks, with Dr. David Anders. Uh, like you said, the, the energy Saturday night, the pulse, it just has me so excited for uh, our event. And we, it is a holy day of obligation. There's mass yes. at St. Ambrose Cathedral at 5 p.m. Thank you to uh, uh, Bishop and Father Niven for uh, uh, making that accommodation it's for us. It's going to be a great night, everyone. Again, iowacatholicradio.com for the details. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm John Leonetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.
the Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app.